Welcome to No Room for Phonies, episode, episode 61. 61. The evolution of parenting. Empty nesting. That's us. That's what we're talking about. So my green light moment is kind of the big transition between um, supporting and socializing with your kids after they've moved out. Mm-hmm. And that it is a really fun and rewarding experience. experience because just after Sebastian moved out, like was it two weeks after he moved out? Mm-hmm. The two boys came home for Sunday dinner, like mm-hmm. dinner. For supper. Dinner, like yeah. supper, whatever. And uh, Sebastian called the night before. and I said I was making dessert for, I just said I was making dessert, baking a cake. For, t- for, for tomor- the next night. For tomorrow night. And he's like, oh, who's coming over for dinner? And he's, and Charles I said, is you like, guys. you, you're coming for dinner. <laughs> so it was so just funny because he wasn't used to that. And he actually uh, went home that night because he's the one that has just moved out. And he said, yeah, that was really fun to like be the one coming home and just having dinner. And yeah, it was yeah, fun. So, good. yeah. So that is kind of a green light moment that it is really um, a good next step when you can do the supporting mm-hmm. and socializing but you still have you know kind of yep. it's a totally different kind of a relationship and for a book recommendation i wanted to step back into friedrich bachman because he has he's written a lot of great books but fiction I'm, fiction Got just it. novels mm-hmm. but i'm currently reading brit marie was here and he's the one that wrote um anxious people so if you look him up there he has like a ton of like really, 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 really good just book stories. Mm-hmm. So I, I would recommend him as an author and this book as a as a like just a fun kind of a right. read. Right. And I am looking for a day when I can just sit and read. Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, it's, it'll been, it's all fine. It's just uh, we've just been felt like we've been busy. And with you back on campus, mm-hmm. it just has been. And then just with everything opening up, right, then there's more things happening and more things to do, to do. and all that. sort of. Stuff. And one of the things will come up in one of the points later on in the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so podcast recommendation. I'd like to recommend Oprah's Super Soul is that her podcast? podcast. Mm. Yeah, it's like her Super Soul Sundays, but she mm. talks to all kinds of like really interesting people. I, I didn't know that so, she was doing that. Yeah, so it's really, it's actually quite fun. So I, I would recommend that. Mm-hmm. And then um, our story. Um, As empty nesters ourselves. Well, I wanted to kind of go back to like what sort of happened to us as young adults, mm-hmm. like how we sort of transitioned into well we had being, very different yeah very experiences. different experiences mm-hmm. so i um i'll do mine because it's kind of average yeah yours is average I live, <laughs> so my older brothers had all left home at 17 or 18 because we were in columbia south america and they came to canada for post-secondary studies and um so they were much younger and when i came to canada my parents had retired from working overseas and were now in canada so i lived with them while i did my undergraduate which was a new experience for them to have a young adult around and i lived with them till i finished my undergraduate and i had worked for a year and then i took off and went and did my master's degree in vancouver and that was two years away from home when I came. Two years. Oh, two, two years. years. I was yeah. going to say. And then I came back and they wanted me to move back in with them and I didn't want to. So mm-hmm. then I got my own place. Right. 
So for me, um, my parent, my father particularly did not want me to go to university. He was very, he just wanted Old me school. to marry somebody and kind of, you know, be, be a, a wife and mother. So it was hard for him. And I lived at home while I went to university, which was very tricky because my sister's, my sister and my one brother all had kids really, really young. And so those kids were around and it was a very small house, particularly my sister's kids were there a lot. So finding like a quiet place to study or prepare or do or whatever. Plus, I had like 30 something piano students the whole time I was in university to finance my tuition and all kinds of other stuff. So and then after I graduated from teacher's college, which I took a what is called a concurrent degree. So I got my teacher's college and my BA together. I did move out, but I wasn't yet hired by the board. So I moved out that summer and it didn't go very well. My mother was very upset. And anyway, I had enough piano students to finance myself. I had a really cheap apartment in Port Colborne and I I needed my space. But on September 15th of that year, um, I was hired actually by the board to start my first contract. So Mm -hmm. that was like 1985. Five. 86, 85, something like that. Anyway, and so then I I lived in Port Coburn and drove to Niagara Falls for a year, and then I got an apartment in the falls, and I lived on my own literally for 10 years mm-hmm. before I met you, and then... No, well, you still lived on your own after you met me. Yes, true. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, yeah. it, I was, I, t- I had taught for 10 years before... Yeah we got married or whatever Mm -hmm. so anyway my experiences was quite different because we celebrated our kids and actually supported and helped them and whatever and I I don't think our parents really handled empty nesting quite the same way no my mom wanted me um, back living at home and had a hard time with me renting in the same and then when we were dating which we did not live together before we were married because of the church situation that we were in then and our own choices at the time yeah convictions at the time and uh so that was very hard for your mom that you spent a lot of i i was 30 spent a lot of time when i got married so i you know but she really had a hard time with us spending a lot of time alone before we got married she really didn't trust us she didn't trust us for whatever reason but (laughs) anyway so that was a it's a totally different experience than what i feel like it has been for our boys i think for zachary he moved out when he went to university and he literally has not lived at home he went to ottawa at 18 at 18 and then he stayed there that summer and worked like a pretty grueling job delivering parts yeah. for not auto parts like he he put in his time and then he's been able to find jobs basically in his field not basically but no, in, in his, his field, field since then since then because he yeah, is with, co- uh, with co-op placements and and, and other, and other jobs yep. so he's found a job in his field and now He's moved from Ottawa to Toronto, which we kind of like. It's a yeah, lot shorter. But another job. big difference is um, the, 
he once he moved away he kept in touch with us every day mm-hmm. uh with for a five, one or two minute phone call or texting or or messenger or whatever like he i just actually so i just never quite felt i mean yes it, it he moved out so that was a very real thing but the the lack of connection like when i moved away to british columbia i talked to my mom once a week once every other week yeah like, yeah, we hear from our kids, and then with social media, right? Yeah, like you, you know. we have a family <laughs> social group on Facebook, and then we have a, a group that's just with Sebastian, and a group that's just with Zachary, and so we send messages back and forth. And mm-hmm. I just literally got off the phone because he called me on his walk home from work, right. Zachary, mm-hmm. and uh, we hear from Sebastian. Like he, yep. he often sends us a picture of what he's cooked for dinner, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. Yep. So. I think their experience has been quite different. And also, I feel like financially, we have been able to support them a bit more with their moves yeah. because our parents had no money and or, cho- you know, whatever the they, situation they was, yeah. they we have been generous when they've moved. We've tried to give them a little boost to help them get some new stuff for their apartments. And I basically helped Sebastian set up his kitchen and his bathroom. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So that he had, and we did stuff. similar stuff for Zachary. And yeah, we tried to keep it. He moved to res from res to house, so that was a little different. But. So yeah, so we've tried to, but I feel like it's really um, been less a less traumatic transition for our kids to become that. Yeah, and uh, so I just thought that today, and I, you know, and I think that we have celebrated their independence and their choices whereas i often didn't necessarily feel celebrated in my well your father can i say what happened when you started university well he didn't speak to me your father stopped speaking to you for for a a while long time yeah yeah so you know we we are fostering adult adult relationships with our kids where we don't always have to agree with all of their choices and what they do Mm -hmm. i mean when i look at our kids they make morally sound choices based on how they were raised like you can see that their work ethic and their you know and you know sebastian said oh i just clean my bathroom like they're not slobs and they they look at you know and they're financially they're managing their own you know, kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. So, I mean, we celebrate their independence. And then when we can, we gift them things that... Yep. And if they ask for advice, we talk. And but we, I mean, we started open channels of communication when they were little and like kept, it through, little. kept it through high school. Through high school, uh, and a lot of boys hit that grade nine, grade 10 silence, don't want to talk to anybody, grunt, um, phase and we just didn't allow it we, yeah we made them talk we made them open up it wasn't easy like and but i mean just we took away their currency if they yeah. unplug the modem if you don't have a conversation with us like yeah, it wasn't because, hard <laughs> and uh so now like, and so i that's paid off because now they do talk to us about yeah. life's choices and you know and sometimes it's like well we don't really need to hear about that particular little problem because it's a little problem to us but um, we but don't we don't care we are happy we're to happy hear to from listen them. To and them. they also are starting to hear like our challenges and the things that we're going through as well then we can talk about them as a family yeah. and work through them so that that is a real have, has been um 
really good. So I just thought that today I would just give the 10 top rules or tips or whatever for empty empty nesters. nesters. So um, number one is to be ready for a strange feeling because it is the empty the (laughs) emptiness is weird like when sebastian moved out like the way we did it like we had been in the morning we had driven to he moved to hamilton which we had driven there with stuff yeah and then we unloaded and everything and then zachary had come from toronto and we all came back here for dinner and then they took another load and left and we didn't go and so we were like Wow, this is like empty. Dance of joy. (laughs) So I think it's really important. Rule number one is to like lean into your ability to focus on your own desires and needs and to like enjoy the quiet of your house. Like Mm -hmm. today, when we got home, I had been away for most of the day and um he charles had been at work so and we went to one car so we sort our life around one car because it's it's a huge money saver and we don't very often need to no it's like rare so um but we got home and we were hungry so we made tea and a couple of bagels and then that was like three o'clock so now we can make dinner on our own time (laughs) frame based mm-hmm. on our own needs and if we want to sit and crochet and watch tv at two o'clock on a saturday afternoon there's nobody coming or going or and so it is um really yeah, it's different it is it's different but, but nice but if you lean into it mm-hmm. and kind of enjoy that ability not to have to kind of get a meal ready at a certain time because kids are coming home from work and stuff is happening so yeah. and i don't feel like we miss them like no because we're like the way but the way our mothers in particularly missed us yes like, that craving of i need you around well and, and I, like, when are you every coming weekend home and, and we don't no yeah like we actually are going to hamilton we went to toronto, toronto last weekend and had dinner with the toronto kids and then we zachary's coming down to to hamilton on friday night and we're going to meet and all have dinner together which mm-hmm. is great but if that happens and if it doesn't yeah but and we also have said when it comes to occasions around the year there's seven occasions that we like to celebrate as a family and it doesn't have to be on the particular the day. day or even the weekend of, you know, just as long as, you know, that we recognize those seven times. And yeah. we think that that's a reasonable expectation. Yep. And once there's partners in the picture, and then I think we don't want to compete might, with their in-laws. I might talk about expectations yeah, later. Yeah, you do. So. Sorry. Okay. So then the other thing Number is two. to delve into passion and comp- compassion and rebuild or refocus your time because I particularly spend a lot of time on the child that was here. Yes. Because when they live here, they kind of just let their stuff, whatever, when it's their own house and their own stuff and their own whatever, they (laughs) treat it differently. And the same on holidays. Yeah. Yeah. So now I have free time so um like we've done some commissions for knitting and crocheting together Mm -hmm. like we're really starting to 
Like I work out, I can work out every single day. Like there's nothing that stops me. Even at like today I went away and, but I came back and did my workout. And so you really have an opportunity to take a step back and find what you're passionate about. And also take time to look at the world around you and say, well, I feel a a certain compassion or a certain whatever Mm -hmm. towards that. And I can actually put some time into Into it. Yep. So I think that's um, pretty, uh, you know, and yep. well, I, I think we had done a pretty good job staying in touch with each other throughout our marriage. Oh, yeah, that was the kids interfere. So it wasn't like all of a sudden we're oh, two strangers in the same. No, not at all. <laughs> but there are people that do experience are, that. But, but I but I, I do think like you can, you know, you your time is not as structured when there's not a third person especially a child even though the child didn't care when we ate or it's just then they come home and even if they don't care or cook there's always it's never quite cleaned up or done (laughs) or whatever but the main thing about this is you know i keep a journal like a a day book kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and i write down the things that i want to do and so now things are more focused on the kinds of things that I'm passionate about or that I want to help other people with. And, uh, you know, and if I want to bake five dozen muffins and give a dozen to Zachary and a dozen to Sebastian and two dozen to somebody else, that's my passion and my compassion all rolled into one. Yep. So you can really refocus and rebuild your time. The next thir- one the is- third one is to refresh your surroundings well we are we are in the middle of that we are you have spackled the nail holes and sanded it down and we're ready to do ceiling and then prime and paint our because we're actually moving into the room that sebastian moved out of as our room and then we're converting the other one kind of into a spare room studio kind of a thing so mm. Um, so if you there's some room that you can redo, declutter and get rid of things you don't need, offer stuff to your kids, but do not expect them to want any of your stuff. No. Because they often don't. Yep. But they might not have the same I've gotten rid of so like what did they say? You spend the first like twenty five years of your Collecting. life accumulating stuff and the la- and the next twenty five getting rid of stuff. And mm-hmm. if you're lucky to go to seventy five years married, then you are just sitting in this fun minimalist environment, right? <laughs> um, with containers in the basement. <laughs> yeah, with containers in the basement. Um, number four, really put your health in focus. Eat and exercise and make yourself the priority. Yeah, although for, the, for those of you who didn't go to the gym and used kids as an excuse, there's no excuse like yeah. that left. So, And again, we're going to do a shout out for HasFit. Right, because we don't go to the gym. We work out at home. We work out at home, and we have minimal equipment. And I just did, like, a workout today, and it was brutal. But I did it with all the equipment. And I we mm-hmm. haven't spent much, really, on equipment, yeah. I don't feel. Set boundaries that make sense and don't cave into... That's this rule number five. Don't cave into everything your children want. If you're not available when they want to come home or when they want you to do something, you just say so. Like, that's just... No, I'm sorry. Like, this past weekend, Sebastian did come home to do his laundry, but we were leaving to go somewhere else. And we hung out for an hour or two in there, but we don't change... Oh. 
oh, someone wants to come home, so that means I have to cancel everything I have planned. You did not do that. Do not do that. And remember that boundaries are not about keeping people out. They're about helping them find the door. (laughs) So It's a nice quote. Yeah, I like that quote a lot. So So then back to expectations. Yeah, if you're reasonable, I think you can have some, but you can't be upset if, for example, the and this is where you've got the holidays don't work out the way you want. And you haven't said what you want to happen. Right. Like, I'm going to tell this story that Brene Brown tells about expectations. Like, she woke up and it was her birthday and it was her husband and her, like, their first birthday after they were married. Okay. And there was nothing. And so she went to her therapist and she said, like, he didn't, in my family, there are balloons and there are donuts on the bed and there are this and that. Like, (laughs) in some families, right? Like, there's all these birthdays. So that's how she had grown up. And so she was really kind of angry at him that he hadn't done all these things. Mm -hmm. The expectation was that. But if you, and so the therapist said to her, well, did you tell him that that's what birthdays look like in your in your, in your mind. mind and she said no well, then she said well if you don't speak your expectations they are probably not going to happen because people don't read each other's yeah, minds like when i bought you some rubber scrapers for for mother's day yeah well whatever but i'm just saying so you with your kids <clears throat> as well like i mean I don't, you know, I, I remember Zachary calling and say, so can we get together for Christmas at this time? And me saying, well, that's the last weekend that your dad is working mm-hmm. and he's going to be marking all. The, I know he's going to be marking all that weekend. So that would not be a fun time to celebrate. So make your expectations and known and figure it out. I think most people can figure stuff out. Yeah. There might be a a twidge of uncomfortable uncomfortableness every once in a discomfort. while discomfort yeah there you go that's <laughs> the word that's the word i was looking for but honestly if you sit back and say well i wish my kids would you know take me out for dinner for my birthday or i wish my kids would this or that i'm not a surprise person so i don't ever want my kids to like plan a surprise party for me i did I, one yeah you did do one but it but, was mild. Very mild. But I'm not a surprise person, so I would rather just have the anticipation. Actually, I told you yeah. a few days ahead yeah. that there was going to be some people at the house for yeah. the party, but yeah. I didn't tell you who. No, but so I'm just it. saying, like... Because mm-hmm. I knew that you didn't want the big... No, and so I would rather sit down and say, hey, I'd really like to do this as an experience or that as an experience, or let's all go to a show or let's all go somewhere for dinner Mm -hmm. now that we actually can again. So that's a really important one. If you are sitting home thinking, oh, I wish my kids would blah, 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 blah. If your expectations are reasonable, there were, there was a time when we got a list of expectations (laughs) that were 17 pages long long from (laughs) my mother. And that was not reasonable. So we went to therapy and sorted that out. Sorted that all out. But you can be reasonable. I think you can be reasonable. So number seven, I think you have to nurture your friendships and connections. And especially the ones that don't include your kids. Like you don't have to be friends with your kids' friends. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to be friends with your friends. Like you, you can now start to lead these separate 
lives. Like Mm -hmm. I, Sebastian just got asked to be in a wedding party. Yeah, that's really cool. And very, he was very excited about it. And he's like, but they're having a really small wedding and they're not inviting like you, you guys. We know, we know the couple. We know the couple, like just, just minimally acquaintances, acquaintance. And we've been like, we, we really like them and they're really a good friend mix for Sebastian. He's been a real good mentor and friend for Sebastian. And we're really love them. But, but there was no, I was like, no, yeah, no, thanks. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're, we're happy for you to have your friends and your life and your, um, you're building you know, up and, your life. and we tell each other enough anecdotes mentioning mentioning friends' names that we kind of know each other. Yes, like friends I, by name, when I but... was talking to Zachary today, I said, "Oh, I was at Jade's with the kids today, and we yeah. went on a like I can talk." And he knows he's seen pictures of them, and he knows who they yeah, are. But... but I'm never gonna have a dinner where I have Zachary and his partner and Sebastian and Jade and her family like if that ever happened that would be weird sorry it would be weird (laughs) it would be fine it would be fine but it's just it's good for everybody to have their their social circle some of the best dinner parties I've been at is where you mixed random people I understand that and we can do that like we (laughs) can but some of the worst have been at the time where we mix random people so yeah no yeah we had one where we mixed random (laughs) at the last minute and we found out afterwards when the one couple was in the living room and the other couple walked in the door that they were actually feuding so that was a beautiful evening it was terrible it was Mm -hmm. terrible and it was spontaneous it was spontaneous and we were all skating at the arena (laughs) that's okay anyway we won't go into that um just focus on your partner oh no yeah oh yeah establish the new normal with your kids plans um stuff together and step out and let them live their lives which is similar to what i have been saying but it really is important that you establish a new normal, that mm. you don't expect it to be like it was because they are, it's called launch. And if you've watched the movie Failure to Launch, <laughs> you don't want, you And let statistically, them we know that in North America, there's a good chance of uh, either son returning home to live with us between the ages of 25 and 35 for a short interim because that is happening a lot because of the economy. Um, and at the moment, we have no advice to give about that, except no. boundaries. And except help. maybe if you have enough money to help them pay their rent till they get over whatever their issue is, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe. Yeah, because we, I would consider that. Like if it was like, oh, I'm between jobs and I can't really afford. Um, here, why don't I just pay your rent this month and you just stay put? Yeah. As long as it's not a long term kind of a thing. That's right? right. But yeah, new normal. And plan stuff together, adult stuff like you would with other friends. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, Friday night we went to Toronto for dinner and we're kind of used to paying and they... Yep, they took, took yeah. initiative to treat us. So that yeah, was it was kind really of kind of nice. And... Um, the next thing is to focus on your partner, your marriage. Like I am right now on camera. <laughs> you can live like newlyweds. You. Yes. You don't have to be fully dressed all the time. <laughs> we'll stop there. Um, and then the 10th one is something that we do on a regular basis. We don't have grandchildren and we and are not, not encouraging. Like we're not like, 
oh, when are you going to get married? And when, when are you going to give us kids and grandkids? And, and no. we have like, I. Just like when we were that age and wanted the privacy of that not being discussed, we yeah. respect that for our kids. Well, and we've had, we had people say, because we were in our 30s when we got married and we were in a, a very... A community where everybody got married at 20 yeah, and 20. had seven And kids, so, so I had someone say, well, aren't you like going to have your kids right away? Like if you don't have your kids soon, you're going to be like their grandparents. And I'm like, I'm 30. Like most of the people around me right now are having their kids at in their, thir- in their, in their 30s, 30s. Yeah. late 20s, early 30s. 30s. Yep. So, um, but we spend a lot of time with little people and they enhance your life. Yep. Like this weekend, we had like little kids, little kids. It was our friend's daughter's first birthday. And uh, we and his her older brother's turning three next month. Yeah, yeah. So so we went to the so party. we were with a three year old and a one year old. And, and then was... yesterday we babysat them because um, mm-hmm. it was grandma. It was their grandma's sixtieth, and they were having a big party. But but you really don't need the young people, the little people, to be your own relatives. No. It's totally fine. That no, and then yeah, kids. today I was there, and yeah, I mean. They're our sweet little friends and our neighbor kids. And then we have another um, couple of our little little twins who we actually had here overnight so that their mom and dad could have a little um, honeymoon um, away. And we took them to the sugar bush. Like, it was was fun. We do some substitute kind of grandparenting, but... It's just we can just pop in and pop out and I cook and bake and buy birthday presents and just kind of do that. But, but it having, does. It it's does. huge for us. Like, yeah, it's very energizing. And um, yeah, no, it's good. And, and there we, are and lots of families, families around too. who having someone sort of stand in the gap for them when it comes to parents and grandparents too mm-hmm. like i know and we're very careful with boundaries again yeah. like we would I, not do the five days a week babysitting no or... and i have no expectation even like we were very happy to and very honored to be included in the birthday party um for the one-year-old yeah but i had no expectation of that Mm-mm. because they have their own grandparents and their own family and their own so i can I could bring a gift at another time Mm -hmm. with no expectation of being like sort of included in the, I mean, it was fun and we loved being there and, you know, I, we made our little contribution and everything, but we just love them and like spending time with them whenever it is helpful to mom and dad or Mm -hmm. just for fun. Yep. Like we have, and we also have a few people older than us that we look after, yeah. look in, check in on. Yeah. So you know, so uh, it's kind of voluntary sandwich generation without the stress of it being like. Really, yeah, we're choosing it. Like yeah. this is so our. So we choose it within when it, what when we you feel say, but spending time reason. with young families and little people it, to me, we find it energizing, mm-hmm. and um, my my always line um, to. The, especially the younger people is I'm here to like reduce your stress yeah. and make things easier for you. Mm-hmm. And I would say that 110% of the time, young families are happy to have someone's around, around them. That's not, has no expectations. It's not putting pressure on them, yeah. just loves their kids and wants to spend time and will clean up the kitchen while they're babysitting or fold mm-hmm. some laundry or do some stuff. 
and will take their kids outside or do whatever with them and just love them. Kids need... Yep. This is a crazy world that we live in. So, and if you I know have... there's lots of families that have in uh, both parents, both sets of parents, and grandchildren, everything. But then there's also families with divorce situations, and mm-hmm. those parents need support too. But even even the fact that single like, moms, everybody. but even the my 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 friend in in Grimsby, she has both her mom and and yeah and her husband has in-laws. his parent yeah. and his in-laws but i'm just kind of that extra little bit of love yep. we are that extra little bit of love mm-hmm. and the world's a crazy place extra love doesn't really hurt anybody does not it at all. not at all so little kids so those are our 10 rules for empty nesters i think they're pretty straightforward mm-hmm and um now we're looking forward to episode 63 two i'm wrong this is 60 we are looking forward to episode 62 april 15th you get to talk about your knitting journey oh fun all the way and then 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 yours joined along and when mine joins (laughs) so we're going to talk about that because i'm kind of um hooking into number two here with the passioning right and uh and later on where it talks about a new normal mm-hmm. and focusing on awesome. each other. So I thought we could talk about our knitting journey. So this is still our empty nesters part. Well, I'm, not real. I'm, I'm kidding. You're it's in, a spinoff. It's a spinoff. It's a spinoff. So, yeah. Um, thanks for joining us uh, on our um, the evolution of parenting. We've ev- evolutioned into the... <laughs> evolved (laughs) evolved into the the next stage of parenting the empty nest stage and we thought we'd just share our thoughts about that so thanks for joining us for joining us us on no room for phones episode 61 the evolution of parenting empty nesting